0: welcome back to another edition of sports tech atlanta seed talk we have an exciting conversation coming your way as jonathan ludwig the founder and co-ceo of fantium joins us today fantium uses nfts as the underlying technology which then enables fans to invest in athletes and receive a share of the earnings the athlete is
1: making jonathan thank you for joining us how are you uh, i'm great studying um, i'm very excited to to be here today and you know talk talk to talk with, to, uh, talk with you about sports actually investing um, and also obviously the the NFT angle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested in that because I'm sure you get it a lot, right? You you were super, super early um, in Sorar, which is like this on our side. It's like compared to NBA Top Shot. Like, what did you kind of see there? What what fascinated you about the community? And then and then kind of how did you make a decision? Like, yeah, I want to kind of be a part of this part of this investment here
1: yeah i mean to be fully honest like back then it was so early that um i didn't know much about nfts right and so okay. the, the 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 factor of nfts actually being involved in this like fantasy um game was like you know a very small factor so back then i invested together with a friend he used to be a professional soccer play, player back then he was still playing and i remember basically we did the investment decision. we made the investment decision together and, and when I basically recommended, you know, that we both invest and um, he was like, okay, listen, I've never heard of blockchain, um, you know, but I, I used to collect these Panini stickers, right, these Panini cards. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like maybe the next step, but NFTs, blockchain, never heard of, but, um, you know, <laughs> uh, might be something to to get into. And for yeah. me, it was the same, right? So I was obviously into blockchain. I used to, I, I, I owned some, some Bitcoin, some Ethereum. But NFTs were such a new technology um, There was like almost no other project being out there other than CryptoKitties or so. It was, was, was starting it. Um, and then um, obviously yeah, it became a big success um, over time. And it turned out that NFTs is, is actually you know, the technology um, which makes so much sense also for, for daily fantasy sport. Um, yeah. and, um, and obviously when you compare that, the industry, the NFT market back then, two years ago, compared to now obviously a lot of uh, things happened in the meantime
0: yeah what do you think about that from a market perspective we actually talked about it um and you, my brother and you were kind of talking before before we hopped in here about some conversations we had on our previous podcast but like what do you feel is kind of the the pulse on the nft Marketplace right now like I guess especially from your perspective being like an investor and a founder
1: yeah hundred percent so and and I've been I mean obviously since since uh, the Sora invest over the last two years I, I did more than 30 investments mostly in the web 3 space um and I'd say like you know um there are different use cases for nfts and also valid use cases um and I think obviously when you compare the bull market now with the bear market you see that actually some of these use cases are actually not as valuable as people thought but they're mm-hmm. still still there right so there's this community driven use case yeah where the nft connects you basically you you know within a, a certain community there's this collection collector use case when you look at top shot or nba or so um where you just have the collectible value um and then there's obviously the, the fantasy um sports uh, use case which I think makes a lot of sense and probably has, you know, one of the highest values and kind of, you know, when you look at uh, these different um, NFT use cases and the next one is obviously it's the financial use case, right? So it's basically the, the, this next generation of of projects that we believe where you also use, but more the technology behind NFTs and the smart contracts connected to the NFTs to, to yeah, create and develop great products.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think you guys, it's, you know, it's a different angle at coming at the NFT and, you know, the value of, of an athlete. So like, you know, Sterling described earlier, it's an NFT off the value, and which is really cool. And this is different uh, because it's, it, it, you know, brings the tangible aspect to what an investor can have of either investing into the career earnings. Or like the seasonal earnings of a player so can you kind of dive into a little bit about that of how you guys came up with the idea of you know instead of tying it to you know how well somebody's performing let's put this to the dollars that they're actually earning
1: yeah it's so i mean basically how it started was just like with this like you know small but big problem in in many sports um such as tennis and mostly individual sports that you have this financing problem of young talents basically early on in their career in a certain sport Um, mostly sports which are expensive to be done because you have to travel you have to enter tournaments you have to have a own coach etc etc and so you have this financing problem right and then on the other side you have basically you have these sports enthusiasts who who love the sport who follow these athletes at least you know when they make it to the top Mm-hmm. and and back then when we started with it we wanted to solve that problem right so we wanted to basically connect these young talents with sports enthusiasts and just enable these talents to raise the money they need in order to make it to the top by basically you know connecting them with the sports enthusiasts and offering um a share of their their future earnings um to these sports investors or sports fans um so this is how, how it started and, and and now it turned, turned into to something bigger so what we developed with Pantheon is the sports asset tokenization platform. Yeah. Where basically asset sports asset owners can tokenize the asset. So make it investable to people believing it. And we are starting with athletes, right? And in athletes, we have two types of athletes. We have the talents, which I t- just talked about. Who can use the platform in order to make a share of their future career earnings investable to basically people passionate about it and people believing in it Mm -hmm. and then we have professional athletes who can also use the 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 platform in order to make a share of their seasonal earnings um investable so just for one specific season only and there are different Mm -hmm. reasons you know why why they might want to do it so it's maybe you know they want to do certain special investments which they wouldn't have done otherwise Maybe it's just because they want to kind of, you know, let their fan base kind of you know connect and and participate in, in the earnings to basically, you know, stay more connected with them. Um and also there's a the financial utility, you know, that what, what they get out of it. They can raise money with it, but they also participate in the trading of basically their shares. So different use cases, but in the end, fundamentally what we what we do is we asset back basically um um these tokens right so it's it's in the end it's nothing else like investing in a in a real company in a listed company for example or in a startup so to say who's was back which is the needing to make the, the, the money to make it to the top mm-hmm. but there's an asset back which is the future earnings or seasonal earnings of a specific athlete connected to that token and that ultimately drives the value of the t- of these tokens that's jonathan you, it, this that explanation gets me excited <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do like uh, when I I only honestly get excited about things if I, if I see a direct route. And if Sterling and I have talked about this for however many episodes and especially in our on our, our past few. And I guess the big scare that's kind of going out with people right now of the value when it comes to crypto and, you know, where does it really come from? And at the end of the day, when you look at money, money has value because people say it has value. And you're going into crypto, you're going to NFTs and it has value because the demand is saying it has value. Know from Bored Ape and all, and all the you know, those bigger type of NFTs right now. So, obviously, we were talking about from a confidence standpoint, the stuff's kind of shaking a little bit. So, what's a product or what's a way for an NFT? Because I think that NFTs are amazing, especially for the originator of the NFT. Because, as you know, whatever, if it was a resale on an album, they can continue to make residuals from the base NFT that they released. And so, there's only been like really a solid one other really solid project that was done by the Golden State Warriors where they did like commemorative uh like kind of physical um and they were not, not digital they were physical and digital but it was one of one type of relic uh relic ticket of their like hist- one of their historic seasons and it was like oh that has real tangible value because one it's finite but it's also something that you know it's cherishable by somebody and can, you know has real value so when you now align that with whether if it's you know, starting up with, with someone who's, you know, trying to make it. And then also, you, you know, seasonal career earnings like, all right, hold on. There's, there's real value to what I'm purchasing from my token. And I, I think that's amazing. And it solves one, two major issues. Like you, like you were pointing out from where it started off of, you know, how does somebody kind of get off the ground? And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. If I, uh, you know, if I want to join the, this is on the, on the side note, if I'm, if I'm going to try and join the pickleball team here. Cause I feel like it's going to be like a USA If I can get an Olympic gold, somebody wants to forward my initiative and you can invest in me, then whatever we do from there, I think that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's super dope.
1: And it also provides like, and that's, that's a very important point. I think given the, the, the crypto and the state of the crypto market, right. Uh, There's one big advantage and that's basically just the safety and security around it. Um, So, Mm -hmm. because um, if you compare it like investing in a stock, you know, listed company from, uh, I don't know, whatever, Google or so um you you're you're holding a real asset right and that's actually basically it's underwritten by the 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 future earnings of 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 that company Mm -hmm. so even if let's say if you compare it let's say the nasdaq or or another stock exchange basically goes bust you're still holding this asset right because this the stock exchange is just enabling you to buy into that company so and that's the same for us yeah so even if let's say you know we we're not going to be there uh, uh, around anymore at, at one point, which hopefully not, won't happen. But still, basically, let's just do the scenario. Then you still have basically this token connected to the asset, meaning you have a direct relationship, a direct contract with the athlete, right? And that's that's a big thing. Uh, we believe, like compared to FTX and all the other scandals, or. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. so other companies where basically the, you know, there's the, the token you're holding There's it's it's not really backed by anything other than maybe expectations, right. trust, confidence. Yeah. Um, or, or whatsoever or some algorithm. Um, so we believe this provides a lot of like security and safety around it. Um, and that's one of the, you know, benefits, I think, just where, when you, when you basically back it with, with the real world asset compared to when you just basically create a virtual one.
0: Yeah and right now you're focused on the tennis market i think because did you play tennis or is that you like to play tennis like were you a pro tennis player i couldn't find that if you were
1: yeah i mean i've been i've been always a tennis enthusiast um my whole life um i've been you know playing tennis when i was uh younger i'm still playing tennis um so it's 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 still um a passion for me i've never played professionally though so you know didn't make it to the professional tour also didn't do any college tennis Um, but basically still had this passion for tennis and also had some, you know, connections and entries basically into tennis. And this is actually how it, you know, how it started. And that was pre blockchain. That was pre NFTs, Yeah. yeah, whereas just saw this problem, um, you know, of these young, young tennis uh, talents and, and that they, you know, they need funding to make something, to make something out of it. And, and, and then on the, on the other side, you see these like, you know, big champions like Serena Williams. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, right? One of the highest-paid athletes, basically in the, in the in the sports industry. And you, you and you start to think about right. And and I've been like, like when I started Ventium two years before. Uh, basically, I was just to, uh, angel investing into into tech uh, startup companies, right? And yeah. I compared it to that, and I was like, okay, this is actually yes. not much different, right? Yeah. So investing in a young talent when compared to investing in a in a young startup.
2: No, it's awesome that he started off with tennis. we had a um we had a, a former tennis player on too and he he spoke to those hardships and it's like you know it's yeah. it's expensive it's expensive as hell to try and you know really make it and you everybody always sees you know the cream of the crop you know your serenas, your rogers, your raphaels and you don't understand how many other raphaels there could possibly be but just couldn't make it because of you know from a financial standpoint. obviously you got to have the skill. But sometimes, you know, you flame out because it's like, you know, this is your one opportunity. If you don't hit it here, we don't know if we can you know, continue to make this journey. So I, I think you 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 solve you're solving a, a very big problem. And that's also goes to another thing that I always try and see of. Are you is there real utilization? Is there real utility with, um, you know, with a new product? And I, I think you have you know, you definitely have a lane. So how does it how does it go with connecting with the athletes? Cause I was trying to check it. I know you have like, like five, maybe six or tennis players right now. Uh, so are are people, you know, as your name and as you continue to, to to gather more buzz, are they coming to you? Or are you looking for the right avenue, the right person to structure with and coming to them and saying, Hey, here's this opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's both ways, right? Obviously in, in, the, in the end, um, in the beginning, like we started to reach out to them. Yeah, because obviously nobody knew that we were there and, you know, working on this. Um, and um, and our focus now is basically the talent side first because we think this is the bigger and more urgent problem to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it works is that if you are a tennis talent and let's say you are 14 uh, to 21 years old, so you're still very early in your career, um, and uh, you have some track record, right? So maybe if you are 18 to 21, you have some ATP or WTA ranking, which is this official, you know, world ranking in in, in tennis. Um, then we have this, this framework, where we basically sit down with you and kind of talk about basically, you know, how much money you need, how much money you want to raise and how does basically also this valuation for you looks like, meaning how much price money or future earnings, yeah, you should basically offer, which is attractive enough then to, for people basically buying into. So that's something we do with you. So we consult you, we work together with you, ultimately you are the one basically Creating these offerings. So, we just provide basically the technical and regulatory framework uh, which enables you to do that. Mm. So, you create this offering, then basically the offering is, is live. So, usually we categorize the sh- shares, so to say, in three different shares. So, it starts with $100, the second type of share starts with $500, the, the last one is around usually $1,000 to $2,000. And then, with that share, basically a share of the future of earnings you're offering is connected. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically, as obviously as more, more you invest, as higher your share in the future earnings of that athlete. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately what you also get get basically on top of the, the financial utility is fan perks. Right. So you really get a connection and access to that athlete. Um, and that can be you know a private chat with the athlete where the athlete kind of shares, you know, exclusive updates from the tournaments, how he's feeling, et cetera, et cetera. But it also ends at the end. It can be a hitting ses- session actually with the athlete once a year. It can be a video coaching analysis where you actually record basically your favorite stroke or the mm-hmm. stroke which needs most improvement. You basically upload it onto the platform. The athlete is looking at it and kind of sends you his three tips basically and recommendation you need to improve. Oh, that's so, awesome. it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's always this combination, right? Of yeah. basically, okay, I have a it's, a, it's an investment, right? So it's structured as an investment. So I have a potential return. But I also basically have this emotional value I'm getting out of the, the investment. So I'm supporting the athlete. I'm enabling the athlete to do what he or she loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can connect with the athlete in a new way. That's, that's yeah cool. i mean
0: it brings like a, a community like a a community feel right do you do you have any plans of having that kind of having like a community either like community portal or you know i don't want to say a slack but something like that right there's like hey like i'm connected to this athlete someone else connected to another one and kind of can share their experiences is that kind of a thought process of, of a long-term roadmap
1: well, 100% we already have it right so it's, it's, it's very exciting so the, the assets we already launched they have this private chat with basically everybody in, invested in them and you can see it, right? When basically, on, and they can also connect with each other. So we also have these collector channels, you know, where they can just basically chat with everybody else who's in that, invested in that athlete. And when the athlete is playing, right? Every yeah, they're watching. They're watching the match together. They're kind of yeah, cheering for the athlete. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, just exchanging ideas, etcetera, bouncing around. So it's it's very exciting to 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 see what you know what changes when you are actually invested in something mm. or have skin in the game and. you basically you know watch it engage with it It it's a different engagement rate and totally different way you you consume the spot yeah i don't i don't know if like like byron fc has this
2: just to parallel it to to what we there's only one team in america that allows you to do this Don't correct me if i'm wrong but like the packers allow you know their shareholder their their fans or technically their shareholders or season ticket holders or shareholders um and so you know they can get that more intimate feel with the team and organization uh similar to this i don't think they would have a say to sit down and be like you know what uh i don't i don't think we need to go to that tournament next week you know <laughs> uh, so it's it is really cool though to to bring that aspect um and like you said you have more skin in the game i would definitely be invested in just watching you know i'll be like don't talk to me right now i'm invested in this match i'm just sitting yeah. here glued glued to the tv or glued to my you know whatever screen that i'm watching on so i, I think it brings a whole different level to the and I said it earlier but to the you know the, the athlete you know s- you know stock investment game um you know you're IPOing with a, a rising talent so right now the direction is is with tennis so where do you see the different avenues going next and, and then what's the I'll say the the con- contractual uh conversations that you have to have whether if it's professional leagues because I guess with um I don't know if 1099 is something similar uh, worldwide, but with tennis players, they're their own independent contractors, I would assume, similar to golf. So yeah, what 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 leagues are you trying to pop into? Or are you going to kind of stay in that lane right now of having that independent athlete um in your in your system?
1: Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, right now we we're offering it for for athletes, right? Both professional and, and, and basically young talented athletes in tennis. Um mm-hmm. so obviously there are a lot of other individual sports who are very basically Quite similar to to tennis, which means that you know these are expensive to be to be done early on. Mm-hmm. They're very popular at the top. Um, so it's obviously golf. It's, it, it's very like close to tennis. Then there's um, um, uh, there's basically UFC, MMA, right? Um, uh, then there is even esports. It's it's a very passionate and emotional sport. Mm-hmm. So the different sports, basically, I think, where we after you know we kind of expanded, uh, kind of became bigger in tennis, then going to expand to um in for the athlete uh, investment case but ultimately i think you know where we want to be is um we want to also expand to other sports asset categories right so there we see a lot of potential and that can be i mean sports clubs sports teams yeah other sports rights Um, so always like where when when you have um you know assets where people are passionate about um and um, and ultimately the value of these assets are driven by fans Right. So like a sport without fans would be no sport, right? Because nobody mm-hmm. would watch it. Nobody would consume it. There would be no value, um, commercial value also in it. And right now, you know, for a fan and, and, and sports fan, the amount of value you can extract from these sports assets is very limited. Right. So on the, on, right now, yes, you're more or less on the consumer side. So you're consuming the sport, but you're not participating uh, with it, even though you you're highly contributing next to next to the athletes obviously um and that's something we want to change so the, basically the, the vision is at one point after the athlete use case to you know expand to other sports asset, and just enable these also sports asset owners and sports right holders to tokenize the sports asset and make it investable to to people passionate about it and people believing in it and and I think you know, just democratizing in the end um the, the, the sports right and sports asset market. So that's the, the that's the vision, definitely where we want to go. Um, and we um, yeah, are starting off with this athlete um, investment use case because it's, we believe it's the most urgent problem to fix. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like we want to be this platform which enables sports asset owners. If you own an NBA team or ice hockey team right. or a mm-hmm. soccer club in Europe. You can use that platform to, you know, make it part of your asset investable, get the, also the fans behind you, right? Let them participate in the asset um, and, um, and, and connect with you in a different uh, new way.
0: Yeah. Is that part of your kind of own investment strategy? Is you're an angel kind of thinking through the sports landscape? Are you looking for those type of projects that are kind of community field and connection filled instead of like, you know, content or, or media right now?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, generally, I'd say like, I would, I, I would love, um, and I, I love to invest in things, you know, I'm passionate about, right? So, because in, in the end, you could also invest, I don't know, in a med tech company or a pharmaceutical company, right? Maybe you're passionate about it and it's, it, it's fine. But ultimately, like, if I don't have a, you know, passion for it, then I think I'm also not a good investor because like, I don't want to spend time on things I'm not, you know, emotional about or not passionate about. And in order to make a good investment decision, you kind of have to spend time and fully understand basically the market and the company or the project. So ultimately, like, obviously um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big user of the platform myself, right? So um, I'm, I, I love to invest in, 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 talents, connect with them, just enable them to do what they love. Um, I would love to invest, you know, in my favorite um, uh, soccer club. Yeah. Or maybe even in a third tier league soccer club, which still yeah. has some, upside potential in terms of equity and promotions, et cetera. And and then follow it, right? Like be be a shareholder, right? Use my NFT also for real-world experiences. Uh, So, you know, have this QR code function where I can, where, you know, this app checks if I'm still a current um, shareholder and then I can use my NFT to get access to the stadium or kind of redeem other cool benefits around it. So not only about, you you know, getting money out of the investment, but also basically getting this connection to that asset and kind of consuming it and get access to it um so I think that's yeah Yeah. that's that's the sweet spot for me
2: yeah I don't know if you've seen um Wrexham FC that's out of out of the UK but it's like Ryan Reynolds Mm -hmm. it was like his passion project and that's like when you were talking about say like you know a third a third tier um you know football club that you know relegated or that's just where they're they're at and all of a sudden all right now we're doing a different type of investment strategy right. with a, with a smaller team or smaller nucleus, but you're allowing more people to come in. Obviously you structure, you know, however decisions will be made, but boom, you can continue to, to ride funding. Let's see if we can take this bad puppy up. Let's get this to, to the premier. Let's get this to division. A. let's see what we can do. Uh, Cause it's really interesting. Cause you know, we, uh, uh, we have a good friend of ours that plays professionally in Austria on a baseball club. And it's from a funding standpoint, you know, you're, you're playing, uh, you know, independent ball, whether if you are, um, you know, for our side over <laughs> overseas playing playing in Europe or vice versa, you know, you've, you've come from Europe, you're, you're in, you know, the US, you know, farm league, whether if that's baseball, minor league, football, basketball, but you're allowing people to continue their their passion journey, possibly without having to subsidize that with like a second job. Um, second, you know, or, or third job, they could just continue to strictly focus on their sports. So, no, I, I think that's that's really cool. And, uh, you know, hey, I don't know if you've seen the news over here NIL for college athletes is big. I, I was trying to rack my brain as you were talking how you could work here, but I was like, mine was to keep it professional. But there's a lot of opportunities to definitely achieve what you guys have put together.
1: Yeah, no, no, 100%. And, and I think, yeah, it's obviously the market, it's still it's, it's early. Like the big trend we are seeing, you know, is is obviously in the first stage. You know, it's it started with private equities and you know just a high net worth of individuals buying into these 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 sports um, assets. Obviously, you know, exciting to see. Next trend right now, what we are seeing, and probably you can you can second that, is athletes actually buying into it, right? So mm-hmm. athletes actually owning part of the sports asset, sports league, whatever it would be, pickleball or whatsoever. Um, and yeah owning part of the equity and, and, and upside and value of basically the sports they're doing, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because they're contribu- contributing high, highly into it. Yeah. Um, and I think the the next big wave yeah will be that also these sports fans um, can participate. yeah so I think and and we believe we, there we might play a role, right because somebody needs to to, to develop this backbone like this infrastructure, this, this platform. Uh, enabling these investment decisions in also in a compliant way. Um, and, um, and yeah, I think, you know, generally I'm, 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 I'm very long, I'm very passionate about sports. I believe yeah. sports are such a, such an important role for the society, you know, for the world overall, right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know any races. It doesn't know any, any genders, different genders, uh, yeah. you know, different countries, different religions, et cetera. so it just unites everybody and brings people together. And just by making sports, you know, just increasing the role and the importance of sport, I think you know we are also making the we are making the world a bit uh, you know a bit better. We try to do our part with thank you. are doing your part basically with the podcast and you know just uh, letting everybody know about the the new trends etc. So I think it's it's an exciting industry to be in, and um, yeah, I'm 100 committed.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll I'll um, in I'll with this one because I'm I've been interested in your thoughts just on like the Web three like space essentially so if if someone's listening to this and they're like i want to get into a project or want to invest in a project or or support it what would you say are kind of the do's and don'ts as web 3 is kind of like you know one of the buzz it's ai and web 3 right are the big buzzwords of of 2023 what would you give kind of as advice uh uh, for, for some of our listeners out there
1: yeah i think the difference still when you compare ai to, to web3 is that in web3 you know all the tourists have left <laughs> <So> it's, <laughs> it, it's just really the you know the hardcore believers still there building building, building companies and, yeah. and, and using using the products um and i think that that's that's okay um so i think yeah obviously obviously you know you obviously you have to make informed uh, decisions right so um first of all um obviously the you know the products itself it's early, right? It has a lot of improved when you compare the user user experience to UX um, from you know, like two years ago. So right when I started doing this in the rare, there was almost no no, no tools, yeah, no mm-hmm. providers basically available. Mm-hmm. Now there's you know off-ramp, on-ramp, right? You can kind of top up your your beta mask now with the paper. So there are a lot of things happening which makes it easier obviously for you basically you know getting into the space. Right. Um, and then u- ultimately I would say, you know, um, it shouldn't be about Web three, right. It, it, it like, it's it distract basically, um, leave out Web three, right. So, and, and really think about the value you're getting into. So if, if you're, if you're, if you, if you're investing in something just to, you know, get rich and make, you know, 10, 20 X basically in, in, in a couple of days, um, that, that's probably not sustainable. So, so right. really basically, you know, just think of getting into if if you like the collectible you are buying. Yeah. If you see real you, value, if you would also like it, if the price would drop 50% or so, then it's the right thing to buy a collectible. Right. If it's, if you believe, you know, an athlete on, on Phantom that, you know, he's gonna, or she's gonna make it and, you know, be the next Serena Williams. Yeah. Then should you should invest because it's backed by something. Mm-hmm. If you have fun. Playing daily fantasy, right, and the, the, the thrill and picking the right players on a on a weekly basis is that rather than you should play it. Right? Um, so I think it, it it it's not about Web two, Web three. It's about the use cases. These different projects um, are basically um, offering, and also the utility you're you you're getting when you're buying into something. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Is
2: it uh, is it based off of uh, Ethereum contracts?
1: Yeah, it's based bit on Polygon. Yeah, as a layer okay. two.
0: Okay. Well, no we appreciate that man it's 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 amazing to, to kind of connect with you great to, great to talk with you everyone go check it out uh it's fantium fantium.com awesome awesome platform i think this is going to be uh something huge here in the coming years so re- jonathan thank you so much for the time today
1: thanks it was a real pleasure to be here thanks for inviting me